Blog Talk Radio. Did it surprise you? 
Yeah, you know, when I joined my father's campaign in um, 2008, there were some people that sort of made comments about they, you know, like sort of backhanded suggestions that maybe I should lose weight, and it was really surprising because it never occurred to me that I needed to lose weight. And then um, when I started working for the Daily Beast, um, like the second or third column I did, um, this uh, pundit named Laura Ingraham um, made fun of a column I wrote and basically said, like, I was just a plus-size model, and that's the only reason why people were paying attention to me. And I'm 5'1", um, so anybody that's calling me a model at all, like, I still didn't even understand what she was saying when it first happened. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. That's so nice. And then I was like, oh, that's meant to be an insult. So <laughs> it didn't really even occur to me until people started making commentary because, you know, you think of any plus-size models are gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I'm short and I'm not a model. So, um, yeah, you know, and then my recent little Glenn Beck um, fiasco um, where he's making fun of my weight again. But, um, you know, I'm I'm a healthy girl. Um, I think beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes. I'm proud of my weight and my body. And, um, you know, I'm just not a big dieter. Like, I don't like dieting. Um, I get very irritable and I turn into kind of like a cranky, um, you know, not the nicest person when I'm on a huge diet. So, um, you know, I try not to But it's not like you're healthy. unhealthy anyway. No, and I also think we really have to combat this just absolutely poisonous media image that's being sent out to so many young women. I'm a healthy size. I think, you know, as long as you are healthy and happy, you know, I personally, I'm a happy person and I just live my life and sometimes living my life means I'm only going to eat McDonald's at the airport and sometimes it means I'm going to eat really healthy and, you know, have uh, salads and smoothies when I'm at home. But, you know, I think like most women, life gets in the way and sometimes you just, you know, got to do what you got to do. Right. Now let's talk about more in detail these two instances that you mentioned. Now first let's go back to 2009 with Laurie Ingram because I love the way that you um, responded to her with your comments on The View. Tell me, uh, of those not familiar with how you retaliated, tell us what you said. I really can't take so much credit for this because um, I responded the way Tyra Banks responded, and I love Tyra Banks, and I was a huge fan of her talk show. And when she had her weight criticized, she went on TV and told everybody to kiss her fat ass. So I just <laughs> went on a view and said, kiss my fat ass, because I was like, that's what Tyra did. And, um, you know, I was, like, inspired by her, and so I just said the same thing, and it got such intense reaction and I always say I would love to send Laura Ingram a fruit basket or a muffin basket because it completely jump-started my career as a writer and on the national media and my columns started getting a lot more attention and um, you know I just it's one of the best things that ever happened in my career you know is it good? No yeah I mean it really because I was I think a lot of people weren't used to women sort of fighting back and saying there's nothing wrong with the way I look there's nothing wrong with my weight I'm happy at this size and for some reason and especially, especially in politics, um, you know, there's this, a lot of stigmatisms about what women should look like in politics, and I think people were just surprised that I was like, you know, I'm a size 10, and that, this is what it is, and my weight fluctuates, and I'm happy, and, um, you know, not everybody feels like there needs to be some kind of weird image that women should fit into. So. And so even for women running in politics, it's still a, a look that, that is uh, considered more popular to, to get people to support you. Oh, completely. And women, I mean, you just see the way any female politician, whether it's Sarah Palin or Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi or any woman really basically running for office, um, their physical appearance will ultimately be criticized, even if you're the most gorgeous woman on the planet. And your weight will come into play. And, um, you know, what, I, what I've what i done is just 
start combating it by saying, you know, my weight is what it is, and, you know, beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes, and it's been very empowering for me. And, um, you know, I do college tours across the country, and I speak to women across this country on college campuses, and, you know, they feel exactly the same way. I think, you know, you're around my age, and I just think people our age grew up really in a very healthy way that you love who you are, love your body, right. that's how I was raised, and it's very, very outdated to criticize a woman's weight, and I just don't think our generation is going to stand for it. And they don't hold the men in the same standards. I don't think any of the male politicians are, I don't think that no. looks come into factor at all. No, I mean, Chris Christie is a governor from New Jersey who is a larger man who his weight um, sort of came into play a little bit during when he was campaigning for governor, but, right. you know, it's not really something that's brought up. It's more his politics and his policies. So, you know, it's still a double standard for women out there, but I do think, you know, the amazing work people like you do and hopefully, you know, I can help in some way. I just think we have to fight back against toxic media image. Exactly. Now let's talk a little bit about the – um, PSA you did for skin, skin cancer. Now, first, before you talk about the drama that went with it, tell us about the campaign and why you chose to be a part of it. Yeah, and I love talking to you about this because I know you were part of a PSA that was yes. a little controversial as well. Yes. So you're no stranger to this either. And I'm sure all your listeners, I mean, I don't know if you want to clarify your your PSA as well that happened last year. And before I even met you, I remember seeing the picture of you and Whitney Thompson and thinking it was just, like, gorgeous and amazing and how much I loved it. You guys looked amazing, like, the hottest picture ever. And I didn't – I mean, I loved that it was, like, for, you know, Love Your Body Day and everything. And um, my PSA was for skin cancer. And um, both my parents had skin cancer. My father had a big melanoma removed from his face and had to get plastic surgery to, like, fix the side of his cheek. And um, I did it just like it, they asked me. I did it really quickly. I was in a strapless tube dress from from Juicy. I'm sure you know girls know what that is. It's like you know, I used okay. to put makeup on, and um, I just filmed it. Didn't think about it, and then it came out. And uh, Glenn Beck vomited on his show for ten minutes, pretending that he was you know the idea of me being naked um, made him want to vomit. And um, obviously, a lot of people came to my defense and. You know, whatever issues he's got going on or his issues, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And, again, you just it just goes to show what men think they can get away with in the media and criticizing a woman's body. This almost never happens to men. Glenn Beck is really the last person that should be talking to anyone about anything, let alone a woman in the media about her body. Right. And, um, you know, wrote a column, thought back, and I, it was amazing to have such so much support from so many people everywhere. And here's the thing. I... Only saw your shoulders. It wasn't even showing your full body, right? No, and like that. What would have happened if I posed with you, like you and Whitney did? He probably would have had a hemorrhage in his brain. I mean, he probably would have died. You know, but yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I still don't think it's that big of a deal. And you know, it is what it is. Now, How did you have... react when you had your scandal, though? Well, but see, the thing is, we just got criticized in blogs, though. It, it, we didn't get criticized on television and radio. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you still got it worse than me. Well, man, yours was, you know, steamy and gorgeous, too. Mine was like a skin cancer PSA. <laughs> well, and we have a few things in common. Like we both pose nude, as you mentioned, for, uh, you know, good causes. We're mm-hmm. both. Scorpios. I know. And, I love that you're a Scorpio. Strong women. 
but there's something else we have in common you would never, ever guess. What? My father is a Republican as well in politics. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You never told me that. I don't think nobody knows that. I don't think I've ever said it publicly. (laughs) (laughs) You're outing yourself. I did not know that. He is involved on the local level. Um, Oh, my God. So you grew up in politics as well. Well, not on, like, it's just local, so not on the level as you. But, you know, yeah, it was in my household. And so my dad is a Republican, so most likely my dad voted for your dad. Oh, well, that's, um, thank him. I love your dad already. And (laughs) that's awesome. I knew we had a lot in common. That's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) So fun, though. I know one of the things you did that maybe shocked a lot of Republicans in your party is when you and your mom posed for the no-hate photos, and you support same-sex marriage and gay adoption. Now, why did you want to participate in that project? Um, The no-hate campaign, um, Adam Busco, the man that runs the campaign, approached me about doing it because he, I had said, I had been asked, and I I don't even, so long ago now, I said, I just, I gave my support to marriage equality and gay marriage and gay adoption, and my mother is a supporter of marriage equality because my little sister is adopted, and, you know, she's big on gay adoption, and, um, you know, she believes that gay couples should have the right to adopt, and um, we did the No Hate campaign photo. I did mine first, and my mom did hers, and, um, you know, I still think it's really a very iconic image and very powerful, and um, a lot of people... Um, seem to think that you can't be a Republican and support marriage equality, but for me, I'm all about freedom and you know freedom all across this country and all for every citizen in this country. And I don't think we can really say that this country is really a free place when there's still citizens living separate but equal. Now, when you did that and that came out, did you get a lot of um, comments about that, like the the PSA? I did. It was more, um, I mean, it, it was a little, it was scandalous in a different way, more politically, um, a lot of people debating what it means to be a Republican in 2011 and to be a 20-something Republican and, um, you know, can you support gay marriage and call yourself a Republican at the same time? Um, it was you know, it was kind of scandalous, but um, nothing like the, the PSA. I mean, the PSA, like, went viral and was pretty crazy. Now, do you have aspirations of getting into politics at all? You know, no, I don't really think I would ever run for office. Um, I'm kind of against children of politicians thinking that they should, you know, be elected into politics just because their parents were. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I'm 26 and I'm living my life. I'm working on another book project. And um, I just think for right now I really like writing, but I, I don't think so. Now, um Speaking of writing, you have a weekly column at the Daily Beast. Now, what kind of topics do you write about? You know, I've written about everything from, you know, my I have a column coming out tomorrow about this Congressman Weiner scandal with his Twitter picture. Everyone that's listening, be careful what you put on Twitter and social media. So I write about anything from what's going on in the news to I've written about my weight and um, my personal life, dating, my parents. Um, giving speeches. Sometimes it's as silly as, you know, what it's like dating when, you know, people know who your father is to, you know, more serious things like marriage equality and the war in Iraq and veterans. So I write about everything. That's the best part about being a columnist is that you can write about anything. So I love it. And the Daily Beast is so great and been such a family to me for so long. And it's still an honor to write for them every week. 
and you're also a New York Times best-selling author. Now, let's go through your books. Your first one is My Father, John McCain. Now, tell us about that it's book. It's a children's book for five- to eight-year-olds. It was for children. I wrote it during the election, and um, I actually wrote it. The um, publisher approached me because um, there, there was a bunch of publishers coming out with a children's book about um, Obama's story growing up to become a politician and Hillary Clinton's story to become a politician. So they approached me and asked me if I was interested in writing the account of my father's story growing up and how he became, you know, nominee for president. And I said, um, let me give it a try. Let me see. And I ended up writing it, and it was just a, a really fun experience and really sweet and something I'm going to show my grandchildren. But you know, it's it's a children's book for five year olds. <laughs> and then well, um, still like, a New York Times bestseller. Yes, it was. It was. It was. I mean, you know, it was very timely. It came out during the election, so I think. Um, interestingly, it still sells well during um, like the holiday times. I think people like it for like stocking stuffers and things like that. And I'm still, I'm very proud of it. The illustrations are beautiful. This um, artist named Dan Andreasen made the illustrations. They're just gorgeous. So it was awesome. You know. Now tell tell us about dirty, sexy politics. Dirty Sexy Politics was my memoir that came out last year, and um, it was basically all about my time on my dad's campaign and, um, you know, just being 23 and joining and not knowing anything about what I was doing to, you know, going through my whole entire time. I spent almost two years on the road and what I learned and what I saw and, you know, through everything, meeting Sarah Palin and that whole experience and the convention. And um, it's sweet. It's uh, I have been told it's like a political chiclet, which I don't take offense to. I always say it's like a political book. I hope that girls would, like, bring to the beach or bring over to their boyfriend's house or, you know, just it's, it's not – uh, very serious, you know. It's not a game change, so to speak. It's a fun, lighthearted, sweet take on my time on my father's campaign, and um, I, it did very well with uh, young college students. So I'm very proud of it. Now, was that book basically your blog post that you had on the website from the campaign trail, or it was different stuff? No, you know, it's so funny. I was asked if I wanted to turn the blog into a book, and I didn't because I kind of felt like I personally am one of the people that kind of a purist when it comes to the Internet. I think, like, blogs should remain in the medium that they are, and, you know, they're so instantaneous. I felt like, you know, people should read it and experience it when I experienced it. And um, Dirty Sexy Politics was really um, much more emotional and much more um, – it was like a more honest take on what was going on and um, reflecting back afterward when I had enough time to process the whole experience and reflecting back on everything that happened and, um, you know, uh, post-election, my, you know, when I had to, like, sort of become a human again and not live on a bus anymore. And um, it wasn't really it – was, it was sort of like the blog, but not really. And so now you are about to release a third book. Tell us about the, the new project you're working on. Yeah, I haven't, I'm not even anywhere near releasing it. I haven't written it yet, but I just signed on. Um, I'm so excited about this project. It's the craziest, most out-of-the-box project I've ever signed on to do. Um, anybody that knows um, the comedian Michael Ian Black, he, um, he used to be on a show called The State on MTV that was very popular. He had a show called Michael and Michael Have Issues on Comedy Central. He has quite a large following. And um, we met serendipitously. Our agents are friends. And um, we we became just like we had instant friends, and he's he's really cool, and we have he's really interested in well read in politics, and he had the idea of writing a book together, and um, he's a atheist Democrat 
from, um, you know, he is born from, uh, he grew up with two lesbian moms. Um, he lives in Connecticut. He has a beautiful wife and two children. Um, he's a comedian. Obviously, we live, we couldn't be more different. I'm a Christian, Republican, single girl living in L.A., and um, I basically, we're going on a road trip this summer, starting in July, and we're going to go across this country, and I'm going to show him, you know, red America, and he's going to show me blue America, and it's um, kind of like an odd couple pairing. Um, you know, he, I, I really, I'm really interested to see how he responds to, like, you know, he does, he hates country music, and I want to take him to Nashville and introduce him to some of my, like, friends that work in the country music industry, and he doesn't drink, and um, he's never shot a gun before, and I'm an NRA member, so, you know, I think it's going to be really fun. Um, you know, crazy, but really fun. Now, before you go, I have to ask you one political question or I won't be doing my job. Not so, a problem. <laughs> who are you liking for the 2012 presidential elections? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, right now there, there are only a few people that have officially announced, and the people, through the people that have officially announced, I really like Mitt Romney a lot. Um, I you know, I had when in the last election when he was running against my father, there was obvious, you know, competition between everyone. But um, after my father got the nominee or got the nomination, he came on board with his staff and they joined our campaign and he came and, you know, did rallies and stuff. And he and his family and his staff could not be nicer people. I was so impressed with them. His sons are lovely, you know, just, just really nice people. I was really impressed. And I'm, you know, I'm a person who's been around a lot of politicians and I was really, really impressed with him. And, I really think he has a really good shot of getting the nomination. So of all the people that have announced, I've been saying Team Romney. I continue to say Team Romney, and I still believe he's the man to watch. Now, how do you think Obama is doing? You know, I am not one of these people that, it like hates the the oxygen that Obama breathes. I'm you know I've I'm not one of those. I'm not a big person. I'm not big on hate in general with things. Right, um, right. I I just it's just not who I am. Um, I disagree with about like probably eighty percent of his policies. I think he's doing okay. Um, I have to give him props for the fact that he caught Osama bin Laden. I mean, I think for every American, that is just such an iconic moment, and everyone's yeah. going to remember where they were when that happened. I mean, you know, I don't care who caught Osama bin Laden. I just have to give it up to President Obama for doing that. Um, that being said, we're still in an economic crisis that we don't seem to be pulling out of very soon. I completely disagree with um, pulling our troops out of the Middle East. And, you know, I could go on and on about things I disagree with him at, but um, – you know, I think I think um, Mitt Romney would make a better president, but um, you know, he's he's doing okay. He's okay. He's okay. not my favorite. I like that answer. You didn't just dog him out. <laughs> that was no. Cool. It's not my thing. If you follow my career, it's just not my thing. I don't know. I think there's plenty of people out there that can be, you know, that can be super negative, and I disagree with him, and I disagree with his policies, and I've never been a fan. I wouldn't vote for him, but you know, I just, you know, he is our president. So do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Um, you know, just my book and my column right now, um, you know, the Daily Beast and my book is it probably won't be coming out for like, you know, we have to go on the road together and probably won't be coming out till next spring, sometime around there. Um but other than that, I would love to be a part of your Love Your Body Day in October, which is the day before my birthday, which is so cool. Um, I consider it official. I would and love to And then we'll have to come. party for your birthday. I know. We have to party. And you're a Scorpio, too. So we have to celebrate both our birthdays. 
And um, I just think, and thank you for all the amazing work you're doing as well. You're such an inspiration to so many women. Um, you know, I, I'm telling my Twitter followers to listen to you and to look at your videos online. You're so inspiring to so many people, and I'm just glad there are people out there doing good work. And I wanted to tell you, this is the one thing I wanted to tell you, the cover of Vogue Italy this month is all plus-size models. Plus-size models, I know. How awesome is that? I, when I saw it on the Huffington Post, I was, like, freaking out. I was like, look at that. I was like, why do Italians understand real women better than Americans? I don't understand. I think America is the number one in everything except apparently understanding that real women have curves. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I don't get it. (laughs) And for everybody that's listening that wants to keep up with you, tell us your official website and your Twitter. Uh, by just go to the dailybeast.com. My column is on up once a week, and my Twitter is McCain Bloggett, B-L-O-G-E-T-T-E, which is my old website from the campaign. I started Twitter right after I joined the campaign, and or right after I left the campaign, that was my Twitter handle. And people get confused, but I just kept it. Well, are you on Facebook at all, or is that a fake Facebook page? I have a fan page that somebody started, and I have a personal Facebook just to, like, keep in touch with friends from college. But um, Twitter is the easiest way to get a hold of me, and I read all my tweets. And, um, Shanice, I follow you on Twitter, and please tweet me all the time and anything you want. I love your Twitter feed. It's really sweet. It's happy. Oh, I love you. it. Thank I do. you. And we'll have to do lunch soon. Yes, definitely. Just tweet me and give my email. And thank you so much for having me on. Yes, and thank you for being on the show. I think you're a great role model. Keep doing what you do, and we'll definitely be in touch. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening today. Tune in next week, and we'll have Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.